Okay, uh, welcome, welcome. I'm Steve, and I'm Kevin. You were yeah. going to forget me then, wasn't you? No, I was. Yeah, I don't know. I was. Gonna, no, I was going to say I'm Kev, and I'm like, oh. no, I'm not Kev. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Nerds Talk. We are nerds, and uh, today we're going to talk about um, alien encounters. But before we do that, um, it's the new year, and this is we got to celebrate this somehow. I don't know how, um, but it's the twenty first podcast that we're doing which means we've reached a point that most people never ever reach <laughs> hey <laughs> yeah we got past the three point which was like takes like a load of people make it to three and then never do anything ever again um but yeah the next milestone was 21 episodes and this wow. is it oh okay so uh we're 21 podcasts old um yeah did you do anything for your 21st birthday party by the way for me, twenty first. Um, no, I can't remember. Oh. I'm be probably just absolutely hammered for me, twenty first. <clears throat> uh, I was in yeah. America on my twenty first. Well, just that? after I turned twenty one, I went to America, so it's pretty cool. Uh, talking about America, something happened in America, Florida. What was it? Oh, is this the? Um, <clears throat> have you seen the footage of the loads and loads of police cars? Like it looked like a hundred odd police cars, all with their sirens going. Um, they're basically surrounding a shopping mall there. I think it was at six a.m. in the morning, so it's an unusual time. And literally, you see the footage. The entire highway is filled with sirens going off, like cars everywhere. I didn't even know that it must have been the entire police force there for the entire of Florida. There's so many of them, and it was. The reports that I was reading about were saying they were going because of reports of alien beings walking around the shopping mall there. <laughs> so, oh, well, what, what the hell? So it's obviously some mass mobilisation. And then I was reading the sort of the comments and then, oh, no, no, it wasn't. It was this. And someone sort of played the news reports like breaking news. Um, and then saying, you know, you can see when you're like, Is it really? Is that real what they're saying now? And they said, oh, police turned up to a shopping mall in Florida where um, teenagers were apparently having a fight using sticks and letting some fireworks off. In other news. Yeah. Like, no. Well, <laughs> that um... I believe the aliens. <laughs> well, <laughs> funny you saying this. Is, like, it's funny you saying this about Florida because... Maybe August last year, um, they were saying that Florida. Sorry, was that the guy in the garage? You saw aliens in his garage. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm about to say about um, that. I mean, it could have been related to that, but they were talking about how Florida has more UFO sightings than almost any other state in America. Oh, there you go. And I'm sure it was Florida. You'd have to fact check me on this, but it was last year. Someone called the police saying there's aliens or beings, strange aliens in his garage. And then literally five minutes before that 999 call came in, there's a call on the police body cam, like a big light in the sky. And the police were saying, what the hell was that? It looked like some kind of alien ship, literally Mm. within that area. That was quite spooky. I don't know if that was Florida or not. It might have been. We'll check on that later. Yeah. It's all very odd. But I, I know what you're saying, though, because you hear something and you're like, whoa, really? And I did see some footage of somebody <clears> just <throat> filming a street, but it didn't show anything at all. And it looked like there was a person sort of walking very fast away from a group of people. And that was it. And um, 
But yeah, I didn't see any creatures. But who reported this? Who said that there was a monster? That's what I want to know. Yeah, it was some guy, member of the public, that reported this in his garage. You'll have to look into that one. But if you haven't seen the footage of all those police cars in Florida just a couple of days ago, it, it was phenomenal. There is no way that amount of police have gone there because a few kids are having a fight. <laughs> and the fact that where did that report of aliens walking around the mall come from? And, now, and why the hell did they quickly cover it over with oh, just kids fighting with some sticks? Yeah. Uh, like, really bizarre. Like They've really tried to downplay it. But there is sort of other theories that are going on at the moment. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about, like, are they creating other flagstaff to distract you from other things? Like, Sorry, say that again, Kev? A load of false flags going on to distract you from what's really going on. So, like, yeah, the list has been released. Are they well, draw you away from that? Uh, it's a really good point. I might have mentioned this before, right? But every time they come in, in America, every time they come come out with some story about UFOs, again, something's released and th- there's somebody, a whistleblower who isn't really a whistleblower, talks mm-hmm. about UFOs. Um, funnily enough, on that very day, <laughs> there's some other news about Hunter Biden or someone else in, in politics that, you know, it all, it all kind of feels like, yeah, are they just trying to sort of cover it up? They think that everyone's kind of into aliens <coughs> and stuff, so they just bring out this story just to kind of hide the other story but um, the thing is with me like i used to be well into the x-files and all that mm-hmm. and the fact that if a few years ago if you said oh my god these alien stories coming out i'd be like oh my god this is so awesome now i'm like yeah okay whatever like don't believe <laughs> you. i think personally and the funniest bit of the news that has come out to me is um going back to the epstein list that stephen Hawking was a, allegedly Involved in an orgy at Epstein Island. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of amusing videos coming out about this already. So if you haven't seen them already, I'll send them to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! The thing is, though, these lists. I mean, there's never they're never going to bring anyone out. Um, uh, uh, they're never going to release something with people on the list who are like that important. Do you know what I mean? Like they're always going to cover up the people that they want to hide it. Um, you know, whatever it is about they're going to release names of yeah people who are already dead now. And, you know, so they don't have to investigate or people who don't mean anything or, you know what I mean? It'll just be, it's another, well, this is a conspiracy, isn't it really? But it's another cover up. <laughs> everything they do is a bit. In fact, it's everything you see. We're going in in the UK. Oh, I've just kind of echoed on myself there. Weird. But um, even in the UK, we hear the same sort of things. Where everything is kind of made into a um, uh, like a story, like something that is like a drama. You know what I mean? It's not just reporting on the news anymore. Like the here's of here are the facts that we know, and that's it. It's all kind of uh, sensationalized for clicks. It's all changed. I've done an article about this. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's, um, Check out yeah, my Substack. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a very strange world that we are living in. Yeah. Well, um, before I talk about um, aliens and deadly encounters, I just wanted to quickly say what you're doing. Are oh, you got any New Year's resolutions? It's, yeah, I think the main one, I'm going to try and cut down on my use of heroin. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking of that joke all morning. Um, <laughs> so, um, I, I don't normally do 
New Year's resolutions because mm-hmm. I haven't really got anything that I feel that I'm not doing that and I need to. But as you sort of make me think about it, I'm thinking I have been thinking before Christmas I need to do some more work on my core muscles. I tend to skip my core muscles a lot, like crunches and abs and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I'm thinking I need to do more legs at the gym or concentrate on legs a little bit more. No yeah. skipping that day. Funny you say that, I just need to do some training from the start. Actually, I did training last week and um, I thought, oh, I'll, I'll do biceps and I uh, did loads of press-ups and things. And all it's actually just today, my arms have stopped aching. <laughs> Like oh, to the point where the, muscle soreness. Oh yeah, to, to the point where I was like, I can't even straighten my arms. Ow! But, um, well, that's good. It means it's working. Exactly. Okay. Well, I've got yeah. some. <laughs> I've got some bad news for anyone out there that is uh, doing um, New Year's resolutions. I've got a few because I want to post more on my Substack. Um, I've got like um, I've got an idea to every week sort of create a goal. Um, I'll tell you, but this week is just more about um, uh, sort of healthy breakfasts. But um, uh, you know, not not going, trying to stay away from cereals and stuff, and um, have sort of eggs instead, sort of thing. Yeah, oh, but, um, that's, that's that's a good point. As yeah. I was reading, and I'm doing this, that there is absolutely no nutrition in the sort of breakfast you have with cereals and things. You're better off yeah. having eggs, fish, chicken. I need to take a leaf out of my kids' books, right? Because this morning, for the last two weeks, uh, one of them has just said he's just been like, um, "I'm like, what do you want for breakfast?" And he's like, "Fish fingers." <laughs> what, what like, oh. for you? <laughs> so I'm being making the I'm fish fingers for two weeks. Fish fingers themselves, but they might be real fish. Fish, yeah, yeah, they are. Um, and uh, and the other one, he just wants like, um, like this morning he woke up and I went, um, "What do you want for breakfast?" And he went, "I'm not hungry." I said, "We well, gotta have something because I don't want you going to school." Um, hungry and he said uh, cucumber so oh. I didn't have any cucumber so I said do you want <laughs> do you want watermelon instead so he had a load of watermelon I'm like this isn't going to fill you really but you know it's it's better than um, having uh, Oreo cereal or something like <laughs> other brands available yeah because when I think about like the breakfast I used to eat as a kid it'll be like Rice Krispies with loads of sugar on it yeah so no wonder you sort of have that Sugar crash midday, you're like, oh, can't concentrate uh, now. And that's exactly. like rubbish at school. <laughs> you're, you're, you shouldn't have given me Rice Krispies. That was the problem. <laughs> I'm not thick, I'm a product of sugar. <laughs> and sugar's not great if you have too much sugar, not great for your cells. And if, you, <laughs> if, if your cells aren't very healthy, then that leads to cancer, doesn't it? So we've got to be so careful. Oh, um, you sort of just flashed back to when I was much, much younger when I was a kid. I used to do the paper round in the morning, get up early. I hate to get up early. And then this was all before school. So I'd get back home to have my breakfast sat in front of a fire because it was cold. So my breakfast would consist of a cup of tea and a handful of custard cream biscuits. <laughs> That's terrible. That's awful. I know. And love. Paris and my breakfast have always been much better than that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, I used to eat a lot of biscuits. But the thing is, I there was nothing to me back then. I was so underweight for all of my childhood life. And even yeah. up until I was underweight until I hit about 30. Really? Yeah, yeah, I was literally. So I used to struggle to put weight on. When I joined, so when I was probably about 
28. I was, I remember I was eight and a half stone with a 28 inch waist. I couldn't put weight on. I remember going to the doctors complaining, I can't put weight on. And they did me a blood test and all that and said, no, nothing wrong, nothing wrong. Um, and they were telling me, oh, well, that's lucky, you're lucky. But obviously being really stick thing skinny, I didn't feel lucky. And then it wasn't until about 30, I started to be, oh, I've got up to nine stone. And then I sort of, I'm going to see if I can get up to nine and a half stone. Jesus. I was really happy I got up to nine and a half stone, right? Cut forward to, sort of to today. And over Christmas, just, oh, I've just eaten a little bit more chocolate and had a few more whiskeys than I would normally. Yeah, you can have half a stone weight gain. So I'm over 11 <laughs> stone now. I'm like, are you joking <laughs> I have to like sneeze and I gain weight. I used to eat at work. For lunch, I used to have like doner kebabs, KFC. Me, I'm um, I'm nearly fourteen stone. That is, and you're shorter than me, aren't you? Yeah, but I'm not um, I, I'm not overweight. I, I'm a bit, a little bit overweight, but I'm not um, I'm not fat or anything. Do you know what I mean? But uh, obviously, heavy bones. I have got heavy legs. <laughs> Good strong legs. I see. My see what worries me is so. If you'd look at me, I don't think if you'd see me. I, yeah, I saw you fairly recently. I don't know if you'd think me as being fat or not, but then no. I think what I've got is I've got high visceral fat. So internal fat is quite high, and I think that's what's given me a lot of the weight. Yeah. And that's the hard stuff to lose. Well, over the next couple of months, I'm going to be losing some weight, but um, I, I'm but putting a bit of muscle on as well. So... Um, I, I'm I'm quite lucky because I can eat loads and I don't put that much. But sometimes I put weight on, but I can I can lose it. It's not that much of a problem for me. So I'm quite lucky in that sense. Anyway, um, aliens. <laughs> aliens are skinny. Aliens, aliens, are, yeah, aliens are really skinny. Some people say that aliens aren't really aren't really aliens, as in like they're not from a different planet. They're just us in the future, or interdimensional beings. Exactly. But I wanted to talk to you. What I mean, this kind of involves all of this. So I've got I've got a story that I'll just go through and we'll, we'll chat about it. It's um, uh, it's a story about a guy called Ken uh, Edwards. It's something that happened to him in 1978. He's a, he was a service engineer on his way home from a trade union meeting in Cheshire, in good old England, where we're from. And about um half eleven at night, he's uh, just come off a motorway, the M62. Um, and he's on his way to uh, uh, a town called Risley, and um, he, he, he's married. That, that's where he, he's off home to see his wife, and um, he passes uh, through sort of long stretches of derelict land on his way, uh, and it's sort of marked only sort of by occasional industrial site sort of bits dotted along the roadside. You know what I mean? Um, so it's pretty sort of empty, barren. Um, and he passes his, he passes this um, huge atomic energy authority complex, um, and all of a sudden the headlights on his van just kind of go out, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then they, they kind of flicker back on, and he sees this strange figure standing alone at the top of an embankment as he's driving. So he stops his van. Figure. Yeah, so he stops his van and he's like staring, um, and he says that the thing didn't look human. Um, he thought it was uh, about two point two two point two meters tall, 
which is pretty tall. What's that in feet? Uh, Titan feet. Yeah, let's work this out. Titan feet. Two meters. Well, that's pretty short still. I'd say that's what four foot. What two meters? No, because I'm I'm only like one and one meter seventy. So it's it's over it's over it's about it's over seven foot, isn't it? Oh God! I'm, I I had to work. <laughs> oh no! Hold on. Three, six. It's about yeah. It's about seven feet tall. I think. Oh wow. Oh. I was way off with my ass, only two foot. <laughs> <or four> foot. <laughs> well, so he describes he describes this thing that he sees, right? Um, it's like two point two meters tall, with with um, arms that come out of the well, just a kind of a, a humanoid shape. But the head was black, and it was shaped like a goldfish ball. <laughs> so he's got this big, big round head. Um, but the rest of its body, though, like was Carl just... Pilkington. He's got a big round head. Exactly. Head just like Carl. Carl. Just yeah. like Carl Pilkington. And <laughs> he said... Uh, but its body was silver. Okay. So um, kind of... And it was walking down this incline. And it held it... <laughs> he reckons it, it was held, holding its arms out ahead of it, like a sleepwalker does, or like a zombie. Or like that. Creeps on Scooby Doo, the start of Scooby Doo. Yes, exactly. The diver so, costume that comes at you. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. Maybe that's maybe that's where they got it from with the story. Anyway, Scooby Doo. <laughs> he saw an episode and sort of it was on in the background. He got a glimpse of it and then started couldn't couldn't get out of his mind. Really? Um. <laughs> but he was the weird thing. He was amazed to see that it was it moved at right angles to the ground, right. Right. So, so because it was because it was walking down a slope. If you imagine this, right? So this I forgot to say that it was walking down a slope, and instead of walking it da- walking down like normal people would, sort of leaning back as you walk down a, s- a slope, it, it walked down this slope and just kind of continued to walk down it as the as if the slope was not a slope, as if it was flat. Uh-huh. So he watches this figure in amazement, um, and it it moves across the road. It's um, and then it's then it stops. <laughs> this is uh, this is like your nightmare, isn't it? And it stops, and its head swivels to face him. He's like, oh, and then in an instant, two pencil slim uh, beams of light come out from from its eyes, um, and it pierces the windscreen of this guy's van. Um and uh, and oh he, he's in the car by this point. I, I was thinking that he, he got out the car, but he's sitting in the car and it hits him. Um, after about a minute, the thing just like sort of carries on across the road, walks straight through a, a three meter high chain leg security fence like you do. Um, doesn't cause any damage whatsoever. Just kind of passes straight through it. Um, but the next thing that Edwards remembered was arriving home at about half past midnight. Got no idea, no idea how he got there. His his watch had stopped at eleven forty-five. Um, he walked into the house in a state because he's like, "What?" And um, and he blurted out to his wife that he'd seen a silver man. And um, anyway, the the both went to straight. They went straight to the local police station. So this is one of them things, right? Where you know he's not talking about it like afterwards. They've actually he's got in. He's like in this panic state, and he goes straight to the police station. Uh-huh. And obviously, they just thought he was a bit mad, didn't they? Um, <laughs> but uh, because he was 
bad and he comes across as very sincere and honest so the the police take him seri- more seriously so they contacted the um uh, this place this complex um and then uh and Edwards actually walk goes there with the officers um to to check it out so they were met by about 25 security guards armed with batons <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, not one of them apparently so much as smirked as as this as this guy Edwards tells his this story. Um, they made a like general search of the area, but refused to go into the trees for some reason. And then um, later, four local youths claimed to have seen a sh- a cigar shaped object over in the in in the area. Um. Oh. Yeah, and then in the, in the weeks following the, uh, this disclosure, it transpired that this was just one of eight UFO sightings recently recorded in the area around this, around this complex. So, um, so are the complex behind it, or are they attracted to the complex, or what? Well, exactly. Yeah, well, so it, I mean, it's complex, it's the atomic so energy. Sorry, go on. You said it walked in through the complex through the fence or something, didn't it? Well, it came down from a. Um, it came down from a like a, a, a slope, walked across the road, and then walked into the complex to just sort of walk, you know, like, like you can walk through walls, walk through a, a chain link fence. But this place is the Atomic Energy Authority, so you know, makes sense, doesn't it? That they could be attracted to to that. People say about when when the aliens be started sort of a, appearing when um that like quite a lot more when. Atomic bombs were being set off and stuff. So, oh yeah, probably maybe. looking for some plutonium to power that DeLorean. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, um, uh, there were several leads apparently that that were followed up, but authorities were just unable to shed any light on this experience. Um, this was, however, far from the end, because um, apart from being troubled by them, this missing sort of forty-five minutes. Um, between his watch stop and, and then arriving home, um, he was thinking, have I been abducted? Um, it seemed that the rays from the being's eyes had affected him both affected both him and his vehicle. Um, so when he when he'd been where he'd been gripping the steering wheel, his fingers were like bright red, as if sunburnt. And um, he tried to use the uh, the van's two way radio, and uh, it was just completely dead. So electricians examined it. So there's been a bit of work on this. Electricians examined it and discovered that the entire transmitting diode circuit was totally burnt out. So as as if it had like a a big power surge. So see, initially I was thinking you'd you'd have to, the first thought would be, as he had some kind of temporal lobe epilepsy, some kind of a a brain thing happened to him. Mm-hmm. But then with the physical evidence that you, you've you got there, and then you tie it in with the witnesses saying that there were objects spotted, UFOs spotted, mm-hmm. there's three things there. that, And then obviously the reactions from the workers at this power station or atomic place is all a bit fishy, isn't it? I haven't heard of this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, well, I've got a quote from him here. Um, this is after so. Is he still alive? Um, well, we'll get onto that. So, he's uh, a quote from him. The physical. So he had talked about the physical sensations that he'd experienced that night. He says, "This is quote. My head was swimming with strange thoughts. 
There were hundreds of them, all racing through my mind at once. I also felt very odd. It was a sensation like two enormous hands pressing down on me from above. The pressure was tremendous. It seemed to paralyze me. I could only move my eyes. The rest of me was rigid. So you've got like pressure and uh, paralysis. But I mean, this is, I mean, people talk about sleep paralysis, don't they? But, um, but this is often a something that happens um, <coughs> uh, during a, an abduction, isn't it? Lots they just kind of, um, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a classic case. Yeah. Huh. What, 1978, did you say? 1978. But there was worse to come. So less than a year after his strange encounter, Edwards began to feel really lethargic. and uh, But then he started to suffer from um, stomach cramps. Um, the discomfort became so bad that he sought medical advice. And alarmingly, um, he had uh, cancer of the kidneys. Oh. So, I mean, it could be linked, might not be linked. Who knows? It is an atomic um, uh, facility. You know, he, he's experienced something there. Um, but he, he went under, he, he did. He had some actual major surgery within a few months. More cancer cells had developed in his throat. Uh, the de- disease progressed, eventually gave up his fight to live four years later after this weird encounter. Um, so he died. He actually died of cancer. Oh, that's so, a shame. It would have been nice to track him down and get him an interview him on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not really, it's not really possible, is it, to say with any certainty that he's he encountered or he encountered aliens or the or the or whether his death is directly connected to this event. But, it, um, it's like all these things. There's all it, oh, that sounds interesting, but there's no like. There's not enough there to say conclusively. Yeah, that's definitely happened there because it could just be he's broken down or something blew up in his car, coincidentally at that time, and he's or he's done something because he's had some kind of like temporal lobe epilepsy uh-huh. and all the other sort of stories. We're hearing it like forty, nearly forty, well, 40 years later, aren't we? Yeah. Um, well, so other things to add to this. So at the time of his encounter, there was some apparently some unusual experiments being carried out at this. Um, in the in the it says in the close vicinity of this complex, um, and and there was a building that this that some work was being um, uh, that was being done jointly owned by Liverpool University and and the University of Manchester, and there were experiments into sensory deprivation. So oh, this is a bit Stranger Things, isn't it? <laughs> it? It does. This sounds all like this, doesn't it? So during these experiments, is this real? are you just reading not, an episode of Stranger Things? This, this is absolutely real. And um, so during these experiments, at these univ- in, in uh, sensory deprivation, subjects have reported very vivid, mystical, and hallucin uh, like hallucinations and stuff. Um, they've seen angelic and demonic beings, um, and uh. So yeah, so like you know what I mean. It's it's just a real coincidence that they were doing experiments on sensory deprivation. This guy, what the atomic industry or whatever. The... Well, no, it wasn't. No, the, so the um, these experiments weren't being conducted at this um, atomic. What's it called again? The Atomic uh, Energy Authority. So they were they weren't being uh, conducted at this complex, but in a building next to the complex. Ah, uh, oh, oh yeah. now that is actually quite interesting now. Oh. 
Well, it's something that we might look into at, uh, on another podcast, but there is a belief that in the East, uh, there is a belief from the East, in the East, that uh, priests can create thought forms. Uh, they call them tulpas. Um, I've heard of tulpas. Uh, Twin Peaks Series 3. Ah. Tulpas. There's like... Um, it's the, it's yeah, the, it's big, the episode I've never yeah. reached. <laughs> we haven't reached Series 3. <laughs> <laughs> the, the latest one that they they did, they they, they have uh, tulpas in that. And they talk yeah. about what they are, the whole Eastern kind of philosophy. Right? Well, I would think, but, but this brings up the question, though, was could this guy, Edwards, have actually... Instead of encountering an alien, he's encountered um, uh, uh, like a shared hallucin- hallucination. You know what I mean? Uh, or an astral projected being. Yeah. Experiments. So we yeah. talked about the gateway experience before. Uh-huh. Or like a physical incantation of someone else's imagination. That's even, yeah. I mean, that sounds even more interesting to me. Um, so, you know, regardless of whether this guy, you know, whether this guy had um, uh, died because of the uh, this encounter that he had or not, there has definitely, or there seems to have been um, injuries caused through UFO encounters. And there was this 52 year old Canadian um, mechanic, he was industrial mechanic, um, called uh, Stephen uh, uh, Mikalak. And this was in. I mean, we're going, we're going back even further now, but 1967 and his hobby was uh, geology and he was looking for mer- minerals at uh, Falcon Lake. Um, I think it's in Winnipeg, but um, in America, um, uh, in America, does, uh, no, in Canada, sorry. And but overhead, he saw two disc shaped objects hovering and one flew away, but one landed nearby. So he like watched it and um, he saw it change color and it, but it, he felt it had like a, um, he felt cold, and then he felt waves of heat coming off it, um, and then there was like this sulfurous odor. That, but as soon as they mentioned <clears throat> sulfurous odor, that makes me think sulfur um, leaking out of um, lakes. We, we definitely know that happens, don't we? Um, and it's killed people before. So, but he he, he approaches this object, um, and a doorway appears. And inside is like this light, uh, really bright light. Um, and he gets closer, but then the door closes. And then he reaches out with his hands, even touches the surface of this disc. But immediately draws back um, because his gloves melt. His gloves actually melt. And mm. at, uh, <laughs> at the same moment, the disc tilts and um, a blast of heat from like an exhaust-like vent. Sounds a bit... Uh, sort of weird but um it hits him in the chest and uh he, he's he's hold his tops all burnt off um and then this object just disappears out of sight and it's like so then he had to like uh he had to he had to walk three kilometers back to the highway and he's in so much pain he's vomiting all the time um, oh, well, third degree burns or something. He had first degree burns, and oh, he first, yeah, and um, oh. yeah, just this is a strange story. But <laughs> he, he during this time he suffered. Get this, he suffered weight loss, um, <clears throat> rashes, nausea, blackouts. Um, Fifteen months after this encounter, a geometric pattern 
of burns appears on his on his um chest and it's mm-hmm. it's like dots sort of five by four um yeah just kind of appears on his chest um he, he was examined by 27 doctors <laughs> at a cost of thousands of dollars um but no one could diagnose what was wrong with him um it was also investigated by a number of uh, government departments national defense got involved that was it the canadian department of national defense um they found higher than normal background radiation where he said this um this flying saucer was basically um and but the full result the full investigation of this was never made public um until much later um yeah, that's uh, another strange yeah, one. Yeah, uh, uh, I've not heard of that one at all. With the fact that you have such severe physical injuries, something happened to him. Um, I doubt he's done it to himself. Yeah. Mm. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, the, the most famous UFO case in England would be the Rendlesham Forest case. Yeah. It was near a military base or something, and it was like a tri- the triangular shape. I think the 1980s, there's multiple witnesses that described a triangular light-shaped object above Rendlesham Forest. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that one at all. That was the most famous one I'd heard of in here, but I hadn't heard of that, the one that you described. That yeah. actually sounds more interesting. Well, there's, there's another one as well, because the reason these are more interesting is because they involve like horrendous um, injuries. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's um apparently there's um you might have heard of this one because uh, it, apparently it's a more well known one, but I I hadn't heard of it. It uh, involves um a U.S. Uh, restaurant owner called Betty Cash, um, and mm-hmm. so her and uh, one of her employees and um and their grandson who was like seven at the time, they were driving home. This is in Texas. And this was in 1980, and they were confronted by a fiery, get this, fiery diamond-shaped object that hovered just above the, the road, and it forced the car to a halt. They climbed out of the car and watched like bursts of flame jet down from beneath the object, um, and uh, they, um, the 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 um, one of them became really distressed. So. Um, I was the kid, so the kid became really distressed, so um, took him back in the car. But Betty stayed outside uh, and felt waves of heat coming off this UFO. Mm-hmm. Um, she took hold of the door handle to the car. The heat burned her wedding ring off her finger, or burned it into her finger. Um, <laughs> um, and the three of them watched in amazement as like um, 20 Chinook helicopters appeared and chased it away. <laughs> Oh my god! I know. <laughs> so with, within hours, the two women and the boy were suffering from the effects, from the like really bad effects. So, um, the 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 woman that worked there suffered from like sunburn. Um. Oh, sorry. No, the child. So the kid suffered from sunburn on his face. He had eye inflammation. Um. Her employee. Uh. Her eyes were really affected in the same kind of way. Her hair began to fell out. And but Cash, the woman who the restaurant owner, she was uh, she was affected really badly. So she she'd exposed herself to the longest uh, for the longest to this UFO. Um, so she she had bad headaches, she vomited, diarrhea, neck pains, blisters, and swollen eyes. 
Um, her hair began to fall out too, um, and she developed breast cancer. So, um, you know, there's there are these incidents where you encounter something, and I mean, it all sounds like radiation, you know, well, that issues to me. Episode we spoke about, I think we spoke about the Ark of the Covenant. And yeah, they talked about that as being a device that would blast people with intense radiation like that. Yeah. So maybe it's the same tech from back then. Well, get this one right. So one last one. Um, <laughs> uh, there was in uh, 1967. I want I, I want to try and find really like because you would think like nowadays if something like this happened, we might just have much better evidence, not just somebody say so. Um, but yeah, maybe so. Everyone's got a phone. Someone would record something. Yeah. I mean, we do. I don't know. Like, you know, check out TikTok and YouTube, and you'll it's find tough. loads of. A lot of the, you, you don't know what is doctored or whatnot. Exactly. But that yeah. is an interesting point. That why are we not seeing a lot more evidence of film? Because everyone can film everything now all the yeah. time. Yeah. You just thought like. Well, but there might be. We'll have to look at what the recent sort of footages are. Yeah. Well, uh, one last one then from 1967. Um. This guy called um, Ignacio de Souza, hopefully I've got his name right, and his wife, uh, they returned to their ranch where um, they worked. Um, it, this is in Brazil. And the ranch had a landing strip. And a couple were, they saw they saw this craft land, land like an upturned uh, wash basin, is how they described uh-huh. it, on the runway. Okay. Um, nearby. Cigar, yeah. <laughs> Nearby, there were three beings wearing yellow ski suits. This is what they described. Um, and they, they felt afraid. So the D'Souza, the guy, fired. He had a, he had a gun on him. So he, he fired um, at, at, at them. Um, but in response, he was hit by a green beam from this UFO. Um, yeah, the, the, the beings then climbed into the craft and it took off. And so this guy, he became nauseous and he developed tremors <laughs> so he developed tremors um and then he was uh, so he was flown to um uh, is it guana uh, for tests and he was uh, diagnosed with having leukemia and then he died Ooh. two died, died two months later so although the... it's like these cruel things what they blast them with these rays it's like yeah we're gonna kill you just in a couple of weeks' time or so. <laughs> Couldn't they just, just vaporise them straight away? Just give you a little bit oh, of cancer, Sharon. Yeah, just get a little bit of cancer. <laughs> God. So, I mean, the, the, again, though, it's one of those things where you go, well, it, it sounds plausible, doesn't it, that he got cancer because he got hit by some, like, ray gun. But, yeah. but how do you prove but, that? But, I mean, what's, like I said, like, I've got a gun. What? So you shoot someone with this gun, what, it kills them. Yeah, 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 not right away. <laughs> In two weeks' time, they'll get leukaemia. Well, why don't you just design it to, like, kill them straight? Oh, no, it's more fun, this one. <laughs> yeah. That's sadistic. So everyone, listen listen up. There's a potential threat to health here. UFOs are coming and they're, hit, they're hurting people. And you, you won't die straight away, but, you know, you will have die eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Make everyone aware of this. <laughs> yeah, by the time you realise that aliens are going around killing people, it'll be too late. Yeah. <laughs> you know, suddenly there's like a massive excess death 
number, like way above the five year out. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know what else to say about this, but it's um, there are there are encounters with UFOs. We already know that people get abducted, and then they 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 have horrific experiments. Um, uh, like you know, and then they come back and they're like, oh, all, um, scarred for life because of it. And then you know, some people have multiple abductions. Um, mm-hmm. but you don't generally hear about the um about people. You, it's all all of these stories that I, I tend to hear about aliens is 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 mainly about them living through it, <laughs> living through it, living a long life through it, but maybe abducted several times. You don't hear about somebody getting shot with a ray gun or getting close to an object and the skin peeling off. Or <laughs> yeah, like um, War of the Worlds. Yeah, like the Martian death rays. Yeah, where's all that tech? Yeah. So yeah, so interesting stuff there. Mm. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think? Do you think these are? Um, do you think these are alien spacecraft, or do you think that um, these are just uh, these are human-made spacecraft that's getting tested and stuff, and just people? I don't know. They happen to, to you know in a place that that people aren't normally hanging around. They're not normally driving through. They just accidentally come across these things, and they're they're all linked to the government, and that's about it. What do you think? I subscribe more towards the idea of simulation theory, which we've discussed before, and these things that you're seeing are at another level of the simulation that now and again come into our vibrational awareness. Mm. So they're all existing all around. There's another world layered on top of this one, and sometimes they overlap. Yeah, and I think that um, that there's probably government institutions that are aware of the truth of all of this, and they they can use that technology that's on that upper level of simulation, and they maybe have interactions between them. But you could take that as saying, well, I suppose in, in another way, interactions with aliens because they're from another kind of world. But this one. So do you think that? Do you think that could be why the governments at the moment seem to be okay with um, having uh, information about UFOs um, out there? I wonder if they... My my thinking is we want to suppress this information, right? What would be more alarming to people? The idea that there are... Oh, there are other aliens, worlds worlds out there with alien species more advanced than ours, or we're living in a simulation... And these are just another part of a simulation that you can't see. What would freak people out more? The, that or the ones that there's aliens out there? Yeah. Yeah, I think the simulation. Imagine it, you'd be thinking, potentially people would be thinking, what, well, nothing's real? Well, uh, I don't know, because uh, people don't react sometimes. You know, you might you might have the, the cleverest um, psychologist who knows human behaviour and all of that, and but I still think humans are unpredictable. You cannot predict how how they would react. So if the governments did, they might they might think that oh, if we release this information, then there would be mass suicides. It would be it would be awful. It would be terrible. People wouldn't people wouldn't function um, as societies do um, because they think what's the point sort of thing. Um, but well, if they've tripped it like they have now. People are like oh really? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I think that I think there'd be a small amount of people who do go crazy 
And um, but then I think the majority would be like, really? Actually, they'd be, they'd be about. I reckon the rule of thirds. Let's make this up. The rule of thirds. A third of people would go, oh, this is terrible. And then like you know, kill themselves and everything. <laughs> and then a third of people would go, all oh, right, and they'd accept it and just okay. And then they just get on with life. And then the third of people would be like, no chance. What are they? What are they yeah. hiding? What are they hiding? <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, there's like we're living in a simulation with like visitors from other parts of the simulation crossing into ours. Ooh, what's what time's EastEnders on it? <laughs> exactly, because you don't want to give up your comforts. <laughs> yeah, so how's that impacting my life? You know, it doesn't really. Yeah, you know, okay. oh well, I'll wait until I die then and find out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's interesting. Mm. Well, there you go. I mean, I think we should revisit aliens. Um, there's there's so many, there's so many different things we could talk about when it comes to UFOs or UAPs and aliens and alien encounters. Um, very interesting. But like anything, it's uh, difficult to prove any of it, and you know you can easily make connections that aren't real. You know, maybe we could get uh, someone that's been abducted by aliens. That'd be awesome. Or is that a close encounter on the show? That would um, be awesome. You know, what I'd really like to break out to us. I'd really like to speak to somebody who has been, who has experienced this, right? But also have like a really frank conversation with them. You know, like not just not just um, listen to well, listen to their story as well, but not just do that, but challenge it a little bit and go, could this be that? Could this be that? You know what I mean? Like really sort of um, analyze what they're saying a little bit more and seeing if there's any uh, any. Um, you know, anything that else that could explain what they experienced, um, that that would that would be really good. I'd if you're interested I'd... in being interviewed by Kevin and Steve on this podcast, reach out to us yes. at our Twitter handle at talking nerds talking crap. <laughs> Do Plus it. Which an X handle. Um, so it's nerds talking crap. You find us on X. Give us a tweet. And let us know if you want to be interviewed because you've been abducted or had a close encounter. Yes. There we are. Nice one. Do it. Awesome. Mm. Okay then. I think I think we'll uh, we'll leave it there. Um, what do you what, what should we talk about next time? We'll give give a little the Mandela effect. Uh, we could do a Mandela effect. Um, we could talk about my spooky thing of objects going missing. I think that might be oh, a lead yes. Paranormal episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had objects go missing um, and it's not funny anymore. <laughs> oh, Kev, you said nerds talking crap. It's nerds talk crap. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, fi- no. find us on Twitter, nerds talk crap. That's what it is. Oh, that's right. I couldn't have enough letters for ING for talking. Yeah. So, right. So, yeah, yeah. X, find us on X with our X handle of nerds talk crap and uh, let us know if you can uh, come and have a talk with us about your alien encounter yes in fact we might even do a poll let's do a poll and see if any uh, see what we get back from it but we've got we've got loads of ideas um, uh, but it'd be great to hear what you guys want to hear as well and we are ready to believe you <laughs> yes but yeah, let's have a, like a conversation where we don't just listen, but we interact, and then we like, hold on a minute, could this, could this have been this? That would, that would be, I think that would be quite cool. But you know me, I like to analyze things um, rather than just sort of believe it straight away. 
You have been listening to Kevin Steve on Nerds Talk. <laughs> um, subscribe to our podcast, which is this. On you can hear it on Apple, Spotify, Audible, Overcast, YouTube. Um, you can find my stuff at stevensweeney.co.uk and check out my comic book, brinkcasefiles.com. Kev? Uh, kevingroverfiction.co.uk. Um... Kev, I've got your new book, or, or um, Orion, and um, I'd like uh, I'd like an autograph, please. Oh. <laughs> Next time we cross paths in real life, I'll, uh, I'll sign that. Yes. Cool. Excellent. All right. Until next time. Laters. Bye.